The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a bet to underdog special. Bettors will receive a $25 free bet for every $50 winning wager on dogs greater than plus 300. That's a free $25 bet on top of your winnings. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with just one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for your chance to win $3,000 in the DGEN dance. everybody welcome to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network my name is talent jenkins join with our hosts we got ryan gilbert and joel meyer gentlemen how the hell are we doing today feeling good we had a uh, daylight savings time over the weekend we sprung forward get an, uh, get an extra hour here it's, it's sunlight out till seven or later i'm loving it looking forward to getting into this uh tuesday slate here oh, i've been in a war boys this weekend man <laughs> It's been a fight. Ridiculous stuff here in the betting world. Uh, started off two and eight in soccer Saturday morning. Then I went eleven and two in UFC, and then I finished it off with like three and twelve in hockey that night. So <laughs> not good, not good. Then it came back with hockey eight and three on Sunday, and uh, today was good on the golf. That tournament finally fucking ended. Uh, Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> had some nationality winners. Didn't get the outright, but uh, still cleaned up pretty good there. So just totally up and down. Uh, it's it's been uh, mentally exhausting, but here I am on the other side, surviving, living a fight another day. Yeah, I got to be 100% honest with you. I did not even know it was daylight savings time, like, happened until Ryan just said that. <laughs> so shout, shout out to Apple for, like, changing shit on my phone. So <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Apple, uh, obviously you can find us on uh, Apple Podcast, all that shit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, that's the place to be, man. March Madness fucking right around the corner. It's... Or did it start? I don't know. I don't follow that shit. But all I do know is that when it does start, I'm going to be going to the website and I'm going to be getting a bunch of picks there. Uh, same with NBA, man. Uh, like Joel said, there was a big golf tournament with the players. It was a bit of a shit show. Obviously, uh, MMA and the NHL, man. So there's a bunch of cool stuff going on. Uh, and you can get all the information and picks at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, and of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group, Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack, uh, especially the hockey channel. It's been popping off, even having a blast. Weekend was a little bit crazy, you know, but it's a, it's a pretty good time. Uh, shout out to all the new faces and, of course, to all the OG familiar pals we got. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group. Yeah, I mean, March Madness starts uh, tonight, Tuesday night. I got two playing games, two more playing games on Wednesday. We got a uh, March Madness just guide, betting strategies, seed seed number stuff on uh, the website. We got region previews coming out. We got playing game, daily picks. So make sure you, you check out the website, like Talon said. 
and uh, subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast as well. If that's on Apple. You can go to sg.pn slash hockey. Uh, for Spotify, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey s or just search for the Hockey Gambling Podcast on your uh, podcast platform and leave us a five-star rating and review and uh, let us know what you think. It always makes us feel good to read them at the uh, end of the show. Yeah, give us some reviews, man. You know, pump your tires a little bit. We say it all the time. We did, uh, you know, and it's it gets us going and it makes me happy. So fucking give us a nice little review here. Um, and follow the Twitter, man. Let's get that shit going, too. If you're on Twitter, you know, that's cool. If you're not on Twitter, you know, download it. Have some fun and chill with us there as well. Uh, all right, boys. We'll jump into our last show's Mortal Locks uh, in total discussion here. Um, Ryan, kick us off here, bud. You had a good goal. Yeah, had a had a uh, two and two and one show there. I had the my lock the Flames minus one hundred and five against the Lightning, a four one win there. Got got out to an early lead. Lightning tied it up in the second, then then kind of cruised there to victory. Uh, my dog, I had the Vegas Golden Knights uh, on the puck line plus one fifteen, and Jack Eichel re- returned to Buffalo. Uh, the Sabers spoiled that three one, so that was a loss. But then my total, the Wild Red Wings over six and a half. Uh, I think that was a six, five game went to a shootout. So that, that was an easy over there for a uh, two and one night. Uh, for myself, once again, missed my lock. I think it's like four or five shows in a row. And I just can't get it right on that one. The abs against the Canes. Uh, I had the abs. It was zero, zero, like the whole game. And then the Canes scored a late goal, like five minutes left or so. And then just a uh, couple empty netters after that, I think. And uh, three, nothing was the final. So I uh, missed that one. My dog hit, though, the Sharks plus 180 against the uh, Kings. I said it would be a great equalizer, that 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 big rivalry game there uh, between the Kings and the Sharks. Uh, nice OT winner there, I believe, if not a shootout. I don't know. It was last week. And my total, uh, all of a sudden, the Devils couldn't score, couldn't let up goals. And it was uh, I had the over six in the Jets-Devils game, but uh, it was a 2-1 scoreline, so not even close. I mean... The, 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 the total closed at seven, so I think that that was a good bet, right? When I get a whole goal of closing line value, you think it's gonna it's gonna be a, a little closer at least, not a fucking two one game. Don't even get a sweat, really. Anyway, so that sucks. <laughs> All right, for my lock, I had a uh, Ottawa money line against uh, the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> Pretty terrible game, but it did go to OT. Uh, Ottawa ended up winning it. Looks like a Josh Norris goal uh, with a great assist by former Toronto Maple Leafs great Connor Brown. Uh, for my dog, I had Minnesota puck line versus Detroit plus 120. Yo, this game straight up had a chance. I think Minnesota was up, uh, what was it? Probably would have been, I guess, 5-4 with about, I don't know, I want to say like two minutes left. I was like, okay, empty net goal. Minnesota can cover this puck line for me. Uh, no, Detroit ended up tying it. Then Minnesota won in overtime, or in a shootout, rather. Uh, but my total, though, I had San Jose versus LA Kings over 5.5, paying off minus 120. Uh, Battle of California games, man. These games go over. They always have for the longest time. It was a 4-3 final in overtime. Uh, San Jose did win, but uh, regardless, the over did hit. That game did not go over on Saturday, though. That was one of my bets of in that 3-12 uh, <laughs> losing day. You, you got greedy, buddy. You milked it too much. You can't yeah. milk the shark. You can't milk a shark. Well, the Kings didn't score one goal. That's why. <laughs> you can't milk a king either. I, I guess probably maybe you can. Depends you where can. you're milking it. <laughs> All right. On the day, I finished up plus 1.43 units. Ryan was up plus 181. And uh, Jolie was down minus 1.2. It's comeback season, baby. The uh, Oh, how the mighty have fallen here. We'll... Uh, We'll get into uh, where we all stand a bit later in the show, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Ryan, let's go, buddy. Let's catch up here. Yeah, let's go.
All right, we'll move on to uh, NHL news and discussion topics. There's been a lot going on around the NHL since we last spoke. Uh, obviously, we'll kick things off with this. Who did the show prep? This stinks. Uh, Austin <laughs> Matthews suspended two games for cross-checking uh, Rasmus Dallin in the neck. Uh, yeah, boys, you you take over here for now. I mean, if you look at the play, if the referee has actually called one of the first two or three penalties that, that occurred, this wouldn't have happened. But Austin Matthews said his cross check kind of rode up there on, on, on his shoulder. It was clearly in the neck. Not a good look for him. I'm, I'm kind of surprised it's only two games, maybe just because it's Matthews and he doesn't have any any uh, past history there. But it's it's not a good look for him. I mean, not a good look for the Leafs to lose that game either. And Matthews was on fire. We talked about it last show in the Hart Trophy race. I don't know if this is going to affect that. I mean, missing two games could have been two or three goals there for him, especially coming up against uh, based on how they've been playing with a lot of goals. So it's uh, not not a good look for Matthews to get suspended there, but the refs kind of have to get that in control. Oh, the Fireman Leaf fan, actually, I love this. You want to see this guy uh, getting mixed up in these kinds of things. I know, obviously, uh, maybe a little too far this time, but uh, it's, it's good that he's... Uh, Showing that frustration and showing the, some passion, you know, not just uh, being that old, good, lucky, uh, happy-go-lucky kid, you know, as he's becoming a man. You know, you want to see these kinds of things in uh, your star players, at least I do. So uh, if I were a Leafs fan, I would actually, I wouldn't mind this at all. It's just two games, and uh, yeah, he'll be, yeah, it won't affect his his heart campaign. He's got that locked up, especially the way that uh, Shesterk has been playing lately. <laughs> Yeah, Joel, you hit it right there, buddy. The general consensus around the Leafs Nation is that, hey, it's good to see him, you know, getting a little feisty. He's a big boy, yo. Like, what is he, like 6'2 or something like that and well over 200 pounds. And so it's good to see him throwing the, getting a little nasty streak in him. Um, I don't know. Like, And the other side of the Leaf Nations is just bitching and pissy. Oh, two-game suspension, first-time fan. Well, yeah, you're going to have your little nerds like that. But realistically, like, you guys know just as well as anybody, man. Like, there's been players that have been suspended a lot longer for doing a lot worse, and players that have been given a slap on the wrist for doing a lot worse too, right? So, and at this point, it's the Department of Player Safety. God knows what you're going to expect. It's going to differ on every call, so you can't be too rattled about it. But uh, I don't know, it sucks for me, man. I got to bet with a guy at work. It's a hundred dollar bet if Matthews breaks the uh, Leafs all-time goal scoring record, Rick Five. So he needs to get fifty-five for me. So fingers crossed that that happens. He He'll should still there. be He'll good. Yeah. Exactly. I made this bet like maybe like a month ago or so back when it was still in question, but missing the two games hurts. Uh, moving down here, it's big news coming out of Anaheim. There's been a lot of speculation about them. Oh, oh we're just going to trade our free agents if they don't want to sign here, you know, kind of thing. And they uh, they kind of put their money where their mouth is. First move here, Josh Manson, defender, moved uh, to Colorado for Drew Hellison, who's the 47th overall pick in 2019 and a 2023 second round pick. Uh, Jolie, what do you make of this, buddy? Good addition for your abs here, or what? Yep, just clearly showing that we're going all in. Um, Drew Hellison is a young defense prospect. He'll be a good player, too, but uh, he's no Josh Manson, that's for sure. He He's a legit physical D-man. Uh, he's, he's a contract expiring, like you said, free agent. So it's a lot to give up. Second-round pick there, too, but uh, it'll be worth it if they win the Cup of the Soul. Yeah, it's it's uh he, it'll be good to have him in the playoffs too. He's he's the kind of presence you need there on the back end, especially uh maybe to pair Gerard, little guy, diminutive. He's not going to be involved physically, so Josh Matthews should carry that load. So I, I love it personally. Could be the first of a few moves for Colorado with uh, Gerard's out a month now. You got Landeskog out, so I mean, as have been. Plus the Ducks are retaining fifty percent of the salary, so you know all mm-hmm. Sleepy Joe is working on something else. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, it's, I mean, the Avs are the odds-on favorite to win the cup right now. I don't see why that should change anytime soon. And any addition they make is only going to help them out. Yeah, it's a good pickup, man. Josh Manson's a solid defenseman. I mean, uh, he's been a trooper in Anaheim for, I think, his entire career. I think he was drafted by them, no? But uh, yeah, good pickup for uh, for a great team. So that's what you can expect from Joe Sackick. Joel said it. Uh, moving down here, we talked about good pickups by good teams. Let's talk about maybe such a not not so great decision here by a not so great team. Philadelphia Flyers expand or extend Rasmus Ristolainen for five years, a uh, 25.5 million dollar deal with a 5.1 AAV. Ryan, what do you make of this, buddy? What do we got? Oh no, this is just an, an <laughs> awful move by, by Chuck Fletcher. Uh, a few days before this extension was signed, I wrote about how it would be a colossal mistake if they re-signed him. <laughs> and a few days later, I wake up and, and he has a five-year, $25.5 million deal. This just doesn't make sense at all. L- looking at the contract, co- comparing it on Cap Friendly, you got we got Brody, Muzzin, Tyler Myers, these guys who are like kind of second pair guys, you can maybe play up and down the line up there. I mean, Ristolainen, he, he is what he is. He's a good good physical defenseman. He hits, he'll block shots, but really not much more than that. He's intimidating. He has the intangibles, but it doesn't mean too much if those intangibles don't kind of work out on the ice as well. We saw that in Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo was, was a shit show completely, so I'm not blaming him, but he's coming into Philly. I don't know why he even wanted to resign. He kept wanting to talk about showing off his style in the playoffs. He could have got a deal like this, if not more, in free agency. And, I mean, looking at that Josh, Josh Manton trade is similar to probably what the Flyers could have got first in line. Maybe not quite that much, but coming into this trade deadline, the Flyers have to make a few moves, If especially if Drew doesn't tr- uh, waive his no-move clause. Ristolainen was their next big trade chip. Uh, his... The analytics on him aren't good. His his numbers aren't good. He has a physical pres- presence, whatever. Don't pay $5 million pay for that. Pay maybe 2 or $3 million like uh, Radko Gudis got from Florida, who the Flyers had a few years ago. Should have just brought him back. This is just not a good move. You got Ryan Ellis tied up already, who's injured. You don't know how he's going to be. Ivan Provorov hasn't been great for a few years now. The Flyers are going to need to rebuild, and this is going to be a contract that's going to be in the way for them. And it's just... Uh, it just doesn't make sense for the Flyers or for even Rasmus Ristolainen, who wanted to play in the playoffs, and there's really no sign of doing that in the near future. So, I guess this is what the Flyers mentioned, man, when they uh, talked about a blank check, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Ryan said it all. I'm not going to add anything to that. It's just uh, way too much money. Like he said, the, the good comparison is is great. He's getting paid here at least $2 million too much per year. Yeah, this is a bit of a tough look, man. What, what kills you about this, and Ron, you brought it up, like, is this the kind of guy that you want to, you know, do a rebuild around? Like, not necessarily, man. And I, obviously, you got your you got a pulse on the Philadelphia market more than way more than I would. But I've heard talks of like, okay, well, now, you know, we're looking to get rid of Provorov or Sanheim. And it's like, why the fuck would you get rid of any of those guys if you're going to keep Rasmus Ristolainen around? Like, to me, that doesn't make sense, but who knows? Yeah, that's the talk now. I mean, Ristolainen has been paired with Sanheim for most of the season. Sanheim's Easily been the Flyers' best defenseman this year. He's hopefully starting to get some power play time. He's kind of been the one carrying the play with Ristolainen, and I don't know if people don't see that. But it, it, it's just frustrating, especially if the Flyers give up on Sanheim and keep keep Proveroff. Proveroff maybe you know could turn it around. He, he had a great season with Matt Niskanen. Maybe with Ryan Ellis, that can come back. But having Ristolainen for, for five more years at $5 million just does not sit well with me at all. You know, maybe he's just a really good guy, you know, like maybe in the room, he's just a beauty and gets the people going, you know, who, who knows? 
Um, all right, moving down here. Uh, some pretty friggin' hilarious news coming out here. Uh, boys, the Vegas Golden Knights went into Buffalo on Jack Eichel's return and absolutely laid an egg. Uh, the greatest thing about it was Eichel's comments after the game, and I quote, that's the loudest I've heard this place. It only took seven years of me leaving for them to get into it. Absolutely incredible, man. I fucking love Jack Eichel. Not a big Golden Knights fan. Absolutely love Jack Eichel. This is the kind of shit you like to hear. This is good for the game. Yeah, that's great. And and he's absolutely correct. I mean, this was probably, I mean, he said it's the loudest. He's heard the place. It's probably the most fans they've had there in quite a while. Just to come back to, to boo the guy who your organization didn't want to let have, have a surgery that was kind of important to, to his health not even to play on the ice but i mean yeah i i could ask for a trade whatever but i mean buffalo should be happy with, with the return they got alex tuck has been great so he's been kind of helping out uh tage thompson there but yeah J- jack eichel uh, you love to see him there in vegas love those comments just hopefully uh for my sake the golden knights can kind of turn things around here because it's not looking good for them i guess i'm on an island here but uh it's, to me it sounds like he's a whiny bitch <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just they lose the game. They play like shit against Buffalo. I mean, uh, you'd think that he'd want to do more than what he did against them and and uh, lead his new team against them. And uh, yeah, he just it, it, to me it sounds a little uh, little weepy. I don't know. Um, yeah, you just got to do your talking on the ice, and they didn't do that. And uh, I can't remember what the question was. The the, uh, the reporter asked him, but it, it, the whole thing in context makes it sound even worse to me. But. Uh, Anyway, I guess uh, I'm alone in that, so I'll let you guys uh, carry that one. Uh, you, you know what it is, man, and this is what gets it for me, right? So from the very get-go, this guy didn't have a chance in Buffalo, all right? They tanked so hard for McDavid in the ugliest fashion. It was a blatant tank. They ended up with the second overall pick. Who was the GM at the time? I, I don't even know, but I remember him coming out the day of the lottery draft and being like, we're extremely disappointed. What if you're Jack Eichel and you're like, holy shit, so you're drafting me. I'm sorry I'm not fucking Connor McDavid. Okay, let's put that aside. I'll join. What am I? I'm, I'll be the, I'll be your team captain at 22 years old and carry the flag in. All right, still get all these hates from all the fans that we saw on the weekend saying, oh, thanks for nothing and stuff. What does he do? He commits long-term to the fucking shit-ass Buffalo Sabres that haven't even made the playoffs since fucking, I don't know, Danny Briere was on the team. Commits to them for eight years at $10 million. What more could you ask for from this guy? Then eventually, and I'm sure he did lots of, you know, charity work and stuff in the community and that crap. And then this is what you give him. Like, yeah, you did nothing to help the team get better. Like, absolutely terrible. It's it's not the Buffalo Sabres, man, with the Bagulas. It's the not Buffalo Bills. That's what they are. They're a second fiddle organization to bad management, you know? Um, I can't blame the fans, though. It's it's all about the management no. ownership. That's like, it. Fans that's have every right to go there and just take it out on whatever. <laughs> I guess that's true, too, right? Like, fair enough. You can feel disappointed. But it's not like Jack Eichel did nothing for that team, man. It's like he it's like he was dating an ugly chick and then, like, stayed with an ugly <laughs> chick for a long time, you know? Like, good good I, shit. I don't know. All right. Uh, one last thing to move down to here, boys. Um, I don't know if, if you know, you've just been watching Sports Night. You've probably seen it brought up a bit or listening to podcasts or if you've been on Hockey Twitter, you've definitely seen it. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about late game penalty, uh, non-calls and calls, you know, but for the most part, non-calls, especially pertaining to overtime, especially last week, we had the Alexander Ovechkin hook on Hyman. I believe the Caps came back after that hook to score and I think it went into overtime and they won it or some shit like that. And then obviously the uh, Jacob Chikrin uh, play on Austin Matthews in overtime. Uh, things of that nature. Truth be told, this is nothing new from the NHL. It's the same bullshit we've been seeing year after year. 
I got to be honest with you. I, I don't hate it. I mean, like, you know, you know, the refs aren't going to call it, right? Like, it's a simple, that's not to say it's right. It's not to say it's the right decision, but like, you know, they're not going to call shit in overtime or, you know, the last couple minutes of play, right? So you kind of just got to ride it out a little bit, man. It sucks to say, but I, I doubt it's going to change anytime soon. I don't necessarily hate it, but I feel like it's going to be have a magnifying glass on it as kind of just sports betting grows here. And as the league kind of advertises with more with more sports betting, more sports books, because like I, I had bets on both of those games. That's why I added on this. Like I the Oilers end, ended up winning in uh, overtime. But if I had them in regulation, I had them on the puck line, too. So if Hyman got the empty netter, it would have also hit that. But like you're going to see these plays. Obviously, you know, they're they're going to not call much especially in overtime but like when Hyman has the puck there kind of an op- open lane in front of him and Ovi just sticks his stick right in there in the midsection you, you kind of have to call something it's just a just bad beats here really and then in the uh the Coyotes game against the Leafs uh Chikrin kind of held Matthews I did bet on Arizona there so that worked out for me but I feel like stuff like this is going to be something to kind of keep an eye on and Going to be kind of under the magnifying glass as, as sports betting becomes kind of more more legalized across the country uh, there's not many topics uh, in the NHL that are more boring to me than jerseys, but <laughs> referee <laughs> officiating controversy, it's definitely one of them. Uh, I don't give a shit here. Uh, like you said, um, it's going to happen. You know, they're not going to call these things and uh, people are going to cry about it, but whatever. It's just the uh, part of the luck of the draw, right? The puck doesn't always bounce your way. The refs, it's, it's all subjective. Uh, the worst thing that could happen from this is if they want to institute more video replay, which is the absolute worst. I wish that never got started to begin with. So, uh, as yeah, just uh, keep whining, whatever, as long as nothing changes, I'm fine with the way things are. To me, the absolute craziest thing and like probably a better example of this happened last night in maybe not a better example because like these ones are like game defining moments, but just how fucked up officiating can be. It was the Flyers Montreal game last night. Uh, Ryan, who was it? Somebody need Joel Fabry right in the fucking balls. It was absolutely uh, hysterical. I think it was uh, Weidman. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was incredible, dude. And so get this. Fabry's fucking rolling around on the ice. There's no penalty on the actual player, right? So I'm like, no fucking way. This guy literally just got kneed in the fucking nuts. He's rolling around on the ice. The refs end up blowing the play because you got a fucking guy in the offensive zone just grabbing his fucking cock. And yeah, they they blow the play down because he's injured, but there was no call originally. Obviously, they convened after the fact and gave Weidman a penalty, but it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, how do you blow a play dead because of an injured player and not have a penalty called right away? Like, I don't know. And until, yeah, like they, Joel said, it's not an interesting topic, but. It, and they only blew it dead because Farabee kind of stayed down. And they, and they and they initially gave Weidman a five-minute major after, like, after converging and then they reviewed it to a two minute minor. It didn't matter anyway. The flyers fucking blew the game, but yeah, just stuff, <laughs> stuff like that is, is tough to see. Yeah. Just, um, I think Montreal scored a shorthanded on that call actually <laughs> to tie it. <laughs> Correct. Don't lie. Yeah. Rasmus <laughs> had a, a great sliding play to take him out, take him out of the play for 10 seconds when uh, the Canadians <laughs> tied it up. That's a $5 million player. If you ask me boys, Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and coming soon to Louisiana. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. 
WinBet is now offering a bet the underdog special. Betters will receive a $25 free bet for every $50 winning wager on dogs greater than plus 300. That's a free $25 bet on top of your winnings. Patrons who wager at least $500 in the first and second round of the tournament will earn one entry into a drawing for a trip to win Las Vegas. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is giving away $3,000 in the Ultimate March Madness Handicapping Contest, the DGEN Dance. Start March Madness with 10,000 credits, using them to bet on your favorite March Madness bets, and whoever has the most credits when March Madness ends wins. $2,500 for first and $500 for second, exclusively in the SGPN app. Looking for a sweet SGPN hoodie? Every day March Madness games are being played, we'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness. All right, uh, that covers all of our news here. Gentlemen, we got a pretty big slate here on uh, Tuesday, March 15. We got 11 games on the docket. Are you ready to rock and roll here or what? Oh, yeah. All right, Kool-Aid, let's fucking go. <laughs> Kicking things off at the 7 p.m. slot. We got the Anaheim Ducks against the New York Rangers. Game itself is in New York. Uh, Anaheim on the money lines paying off plus 180. Rangers on the money lines paying off minus 210. Uh, Rangers on the puck line sitting at plus 115. Over under sitting at 5.5. Over paying off minus 115. The under minus 105. Uh, I'll kick us off here, boys. New York at home has been absolutely incredible this year. Shesterkin's been looking a little bit shaky, though, man. I, I imagine he'll get the start here. I don't think New York plays on the Friday. Let me check quickly. No, they do not. So this should be a Shesterkin game. With the over sitting at 5.5, the way Shesterkin's been playing lately, same with Gibson. You know, Gibson's a great goalie, but he's, you know, he's ridden like a fucking $2 bicycle. He's just all fucking downhill here. I'm kind of leaning the over here at 5.5, paying off minus 115, even though you do have two pretty good goalies in that. Yeah, I I don't hate that over here. I mean, I mean John Gibson has been, been absolutely awful since, like, the All-Star break, I guess. He's a 2-8-0, 43 goals allowed in 10 games, 8.40 save percentage. So, I mean, Anaheim's just completely gone downhill. Uh, they lost four straight to start their road trip here. Lost Chicago, Nashville, New Jersey, and then the Islanders. Rangers coming back home after a win in Dallas, 7-4. They were able to put up some goals there. So, I, I don't hate the over, but but I kind of love the Rangers here. Uh, money line kind of steep at Minus 210, but the puck line plus 115, if you, if you can get plus odds on that, I think you have to take it. The Ducks do have some injuries. You're out with Silverberg. Getzlaff is out. Uh, Raquel's questionable. Rangers mostly healthy. They're much better at home than the Ducks are on the road. Uh, they won the first meeting 4-1 back in on January 8th in Anaheim, and the Rangers' last five wins have all been by at least two goals. So I'm going to take the Rangers on the puck line here, plus 115, and hope they don't screw me. Can't argue with that. A uh, big part of that is John Gibson. He continues to struggle, giving up those bad goals, the Prez and Isles at crucial moments. Uh, as I noted last episode, he is by far the worst goalie in terms of goals allowed above average and above expected in the last month. And yet the Ducks are somehow the 10th best team in expected goals allowed in the same period. So this is bizarre world, Anaheim, who usually have to rely on their goaltending to win these games, but that's not happening. Um, but the Rangers are. They're exactly that team. Though Shesterkin himself is coming off a couple of bad games, uh, giving up four against the Blues, getting pulled, and giving up four more against the Stars. 
like all Rangers games, the handicap is mostly dependent on the goalie, and it's a lot easier to do that if we know those two games are just a blip and uh, he'll be right back at it. Um, but the Ducks do have a strong penalty kill, six best in the league. So as long as their goaltending holds up, they may be able to negate uh, New York's strength, which is their own power play unit, the second best in the league. Uh, big question mark on the goaltenders here, so can't be too confident about anything. But the fact that the Ducks just shipped out Matson might send a message to the team that they're completely out on the playoffs, which uh, they're not too far away from making. Um, so I'll, I'll give a light lean, slight lean to the Rangers on the chance. Anaheim are in a, a bad spot mentally. Maybe, maybe actually make that a strong lean. I'll, I'll take the Rangers on the puck line as well. Yes, yeah, Shesterkin yeah. at home this season is uh, sixteen two and two with a nine four three save percentage. So I mean, sixteen out of twenty wins there. You kind of you gotta love that. All right, moving down to the seven p.m. slot here. We got the Dallas Stars against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Game itself is in Toronto. Uh, Dallas on the money line is paying off plus one twenty. Leafs on the money line minus one forty. Uh, Toronto on the puck line sitting at plus one sixty five. Over under is at six. Over paying off minus one hundred five. The under minus one fifteen. Uh, Ryan, take it away here, bud. What do you got? Yeah, you got you got the Leafs here coming off that outdoor game. Tough 5-2 loss to Buffalo. Actually, back-to-back losses. They lost uh, in overtime to the Coyotes. We, we mentioned that before. But, I mean, they played well in that game. And they've been playing well over their past 10, despite despite kind of having going 5-5 five and five there. They have the league-best expected goals for percentage at 58.39 over the past 10 games. Uh, even without Austin Matthews, I feel like they're they're the better team here. I feel like they should be bigger favorites than they are at minus 140. So I do lean I lean that way a lot to the Leafs. But also, as as Joel pointed out at their last show two shows ago, they've been giving up a lot of goals. So I would look to Dallas team total here. Dallas has scored three or more in five of their past six and six of their past eight. Toronto's allowed three or more in eight straight and eleven of their past twelve. So with that, I, I like the Stars team total over two and a half, but I do lean to the Leafs in the game. So I feel like my best play here would probably just be on the total. Take the over six at minus 105. I'm surprised that's not higher. It could move to six and a half, but I like the over and I like the Leafs. Well, if the Stars are a bad team, the Leafs are in trouble because they're a joke, a total joke against the <laughs> Buffaloes and Arizonas of the league. <laughs> they're not a bad team, though. So I think the Leafs should be fine. They'll be able to get it for this one. Um, losing Matthews could be a small blessing uh, if we want to bet the least because the rest of the team can't just rely on him to do all the work. Uh, the second line, depth guys, maybe even the defense can step up, make a few plays. So we get a better number on Toronto while also potentially getting a better Leafs team as a whole. On the other side, uh, Heiskanen is still out with Mono. Uh, he's been hanging out with the, the Cowboys cheerleaders or something. He's like in uh, North American life anyway. Uh, stars, they don't move the puck nearly as well without him. So I think the Leafs have an even bigger speed advantage with the slower, older Stars. Uh, though I, I still can't help but look to that that team total over, given the fragility of Toronto's defense. And, of course, their goaltending with Marazic and Nett. Uh, like Ryan said, yeah, these uh, Leafs opponents' team total overs, have, they're just a principal play of mine for now until that... Train goes off the rails till they figure shit out. Uh, I'm just going to keep betting on 2.5, 3.5, whatever. Uh, I'm pretty confident they'll get to three-plus goals here. Like you said, uh, they've only conceded fewer than three goals once in the last 12 games. So just to reiterate that point, <laughs> carry it away there, Talon. All right, guys. I really wish we weren't recording this because I don't want anybody to know that I'm ever going to say this. But, like, if you're not betting the stars in this game, you're fucked in the head. Dallas is going to absolutely come in and beat the fucking wheels out of the Leafs here at home here. And you know why? 
I know everyone's saying, oh, no Austin Matthews, you know, oh, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. It's not going to be fine. Also, I don't even think Peter Mrazek's going to play, dude. That's how bad Peter Mrazek has fucking been. <laughs> Nobody in this world hates Peter Mrazek more than fucking head coach Sheldon Keefe right now. It's going to be Eric Schalgren, okay? Guy's from Sweden. Guy made his first NHL, not even a start, first NHL appearance. He's 25 years old, made it last game. He stopped fucking 10 out of 11 and lost in overtime. Leafs Nation is like, oh, this kid's unreal. This kid's unreal. He made 10 saves. The shots were brutal, bro. They're like fucking 60 feet out. He made one unreal save in overtime. People think it's the second coming. Guy's been getting his fucking tits lit in the Marlies all year long, dude. Now, with that being said, he did just win a, a SHL championship in the Swedish League last year. He's not the worst goalie. Maybe I should say that. He's not terrible. But, man, this kid's going to get the start. It's going to be like Kazmir Kaska school all over again. He's going to get fucking pumped. Uh, yeah, dude, Dallas plus 120. It has to be the, the, the play. Uh, Dallas team total. Give me the over at 6-2. Uh, fuck it. Sprinkle stars puck line. This is the only time we're going to hear me say this. And, like, maybe the Leafs will win and I'll look like a fucking idiot. But, like, the Stars are going to absolutely get fucking rocked. Nick Robertson, our top prospect, his brother Jason Robertson is going to get another fucking hattie here tonight. Guarantee it. So, yeah, Stars, baby. Stars. <laughs> um, all right, moving down to the 7 p.m. slot here. We got the New York Islanders against the Washington Capitals. Game itself is in Washington. Uh, New York Islanders on the money line sitting at plus 135. Uh, Capitals on the money line, minus 155. Washington on the puck line, plus 155. Over-under sitting at 5.5. Over-paying off, minus 105. The under, minus 115. Holy fuck, there was a lot of fives in there. Um... I don't know, man. Like, do you really think the Islanders can go into Washington and fucking win this game? I don't. Like, Washington's not really that great at home. 14-11-5. Truth be told, they're a better road team with an 18-7-5 record. But, dude, the Islanders are shit. They're on a three-game winning streak. Maybe that's why they're getting a lot of love here. But I see it getting broken. Give me the Capitals money line, minus 155. I'm, I'm leaning to the Capitals as well. They've won four of their past five games. They, uh... Won 2 nothing in the first meeting on January 15th. Outshot the Islanders 36-23 on Long Island. Getting back to the last season, they've won the past four. So the Islanders haven't won in Washington since 2020. Washington swept them at home. But yeah, you said, I mean, the Islanders have won three in a row, kind of all at home there against, against not two great teams. They shut out the Blue Jackets, beat the Jets, who are okay, pretty good at home, but not as good on the road. Beat the Ducks. So uh, I, I lean here to the Capitals, but I could see the Islanders coming through as a sneaky underdog. Um, you know, they're they're trying to show that they still have something, maybe keeping their slim playoff hopes alive. I haven't looked at the standings. Don't think they have a chance, but they're playing for pride here. Uh, Capitals minus 155 may be a bit too much, but I, I would lean that way. Yeah, I'm on the aisle side here. Big surprise there. Uh, Caps are coming home after a long road trip out west involved in... Uh, Bunch of close games that Flames, Oilers, Canucks. It was actually uh they played it a little better there than they they have been um, lately. Like you said, they are a better road team. Uh, but the Isles, yeah, they're playing a lot better lately too. Uh, especially they got the guys healthy again. Pullock makes a big difference in the back end. He's been back for weeks now, but that's why they're playing better. And uh, Brazil, they're they're pretty much one of maybe two or three offensive threats. He's back and. Uh, yeah, their their only loss during that five game homestand uh, was a close one against the Avs there. Um, but yeah, both are strong defensive teams with uh, decent goaltending, especially Sorokin. He he's been pretty great this year. Um, 
both teams are in the top 10 in terms of total goals allowed. So I think it's going to be a close checking game given both team styles. So uh, uh, give me the Isles plus 135, plus 140, whatever it is, and the under for me. All right, moving down again to the 7 p.m. slot here. We got the Arizona Coyotes against the Montreal Canadiens. This has to be the shittiest game of the night. Game itself is in Montreal. Uh, Arizona on the money lines paying off plus 135. Uh, Le Habitat de Montreal paying off minus 155. Montreal on the puck lines at plus 155 as well. Uh, over under sitting at six. Over paying off plus 100. The under minus 120. Boys, Coyotes on the second night of a back-to-back. You think they're fucking going to get absolutely pumped by Montreal? No, they're not going to get pumped by Montreal. Yotes are going to win this game. Yotes, Yotes, Yotes. Desert fucking dogs doing it from the behind. Shut out one sharp shark. Uh, you know why I love Arizona in this game, boys? Because they're not tired. They only put up 15 shots against Ottawa tonight, and they still fucking won 5-3, to three, okay? They're leaving everything in the tank to go beat the wheels off Montreal here. Fuck Montreal. Fuck Martin St. Louis. I like Martin St. Louis. That's why I hesitated there. But fuck them. Uh, dogs, dogs, dogs. Give me the dogs. They're going to get 16 shots this game. They're going to win 7-2. Let's go, Arizona. Yeah, this is a complete garbage game here. I mean, at least it's not the only game on the night, though, like the uh, Coyotes-Senators game was on Monday. I mean, Coyotes won- beat the uh, Senators 5-3 in Ottawa, despite getting outshot 43-15. to The Coyotes had five <laughs> goals on 15 shots. It's just just incredible. The uh, shooting Arizona percentage won- through the roof. <laughs> oh, oh, that's fantastic, yeah. Uh, Arizona <laughs> won-, won the first meeting 5-2 back in January at home. Montreal's been been kind of hot, though. They're 8-2-1 in their past 11. They, they had that uh, comeback in Philadelphia on Sunday night, the second half of a back-to-back. Coming back home now, I I feel like I have to lean lean Montreal's way. I, I think minus one fifty five isn't too bad, uh, but it's a it's a complete garbage game. I I mean, take the dog plus one thirty five, but but I feel like the best play here is just the over. Both teams have played a lot of over games recently. Arizona four in their past five. Uh, Montreal, what's that? Six straight overs. So yeah, just take the over here and and just fade fade both defenses. Uh, the peasants are revolting. The mobs are gathering in the streets. The <laughs> shitty homeless are uh, uprising. <laughs> <laughs> the garbage teams in the NHL, they're good. They're good. They're scoring. They're also letting the god of goals in. So this is uh, all over an over game. Um, over six, easy play here. Um, Marty St. Louis, of course, getting his new team going. Uh, who knows what's going on with Arizona? Who out of nowhere have scored five-plus goals in four of the past five games? Uh, Canadians also scoring for fun. Guys are looser, playing with more confidence, especially Cole Caulfield. Uh, they scored three plus goals in 11 of the past 12. Um, both goalies are playing up, maybe above their skill level, but yeah, we still can't trust Montem Blow or a Badge Milk or whoever it is for any stretch of time. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, there's going to be goals here for sure. Uh, the Canadians are actually fourth in the league in expected goals for. Scratch that. Fifth in the league, expected goals for in the past month, which is insane, um, considering how they started. Uh, but the and the Coyotes are dead last in expected goals against. So it, the the Canadians should be scoring lots of goals. But the you know the the Yotes are on fire. It's that shooting percentage, right? It's through the roof. <laughs> advanced stat. It's it's it's, it's leading to these goals for the. The Coyotes, so I'm all over the over here, uh, over six at plus 100. That's definitely got to go up. You can't, you can't be fading these teams, these awesome teams, and their pitchforks and their 
their uh, <laughs> shitty shoes and whatever else they are wearing. Which has latchkey latchkey kids fucking eating <laughs> fucking cereal and water. Moving <laughs> 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 right. down to the APL slot here. We got a good game. Probably the best game on the docket. We got a Pittsburgh Penguins against the Nashville Predators. Game itself is in Smashville. Uh, Pittsburgh on the money line paid off minus 110. Nashville on the money line minus 110 as well. Essentially a pick them here. Uh, over under sitting at six. Over paid off minus 105. The under minus 115. Uh, if you had to lean a direction here, man, like Pittsburgh's been so fucking good on the road this year, dude. They've been 19, 6, and 4. I really like Nashville. I. I would prefer to see Nashville win this game, but like you, you kind of gotta go Pittsburgh in this way. Let me check. Are they playing the Friday? They're not. It's not a back to back. You gotta go with the Penguins on the road here, man. They've been undeniable. Uh, you know what though? Whoop whoop! It's the sound of goalie games. I fucking love the under. We got two good goalies here, man. Tristan Jari's been absolutely fucking lights out. Two point three two goals against average. Point nine two two save percentage. And same thing with UC Saros, man. He was struggling for a bit. He's got his game back going. Two point four four goals against average. A point nine two three save percentage. I'll take the under at six, paying off minus one fifteen as well. Saros, he did give up five goals to uh, St. Louis uh, over the weekend. But, yeah, I, I like the under here as well. Tristan Jari has been really good recently. Four and one his past ten, past five games. Gave up nine goals, nine four four save percentage. So should see a low-scoring game here. And and I'm leaning to, uh, to, to Pittsburgh here. They've won two straight, five of their past seven. Their two losses were in overtime in Carolina and then to Florida, two of the best teams in the league there. Nashville has been kind of up and down recently, one for their past five, but it's it, it's not the same Nashville team that it was before with Sorrow. So I lean to the under and I lean to the uh, road penguins here. Right. Yeah, I still can't really get a handle on this Preds team. Uh, are they actually good or what? Their stats suggest they're a slightly above average team, and uh, that's how their season's gone. You just look at them in the standings. Uh, they're consistent, if nothing else, though. Uh, Soros does hide a lot of their weaknesses on the back end. Still not buying that. Uh, but we know who the Pens are, and I think they're a legitimately better team than Nashville. Uh, Crosby will tag Malkin, also playing at a high level. And Jari's numbers aren't far behind Soros either. So uh, at a pick and price, I'm going to stick with the known commodity. Give me the Pens here, and uh, I'll also join you boys in the under as well. Holy fuck. All three of us on the same there, eh? You know what else? If you like it even more... The under is paying off minus 115. Okay, UC Saros' number is 74. Tristan Jari's number is 35. Put that together. What do you got? 109. That is under the odd number of minus 115. That's why we're betting the under six here, boys. I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out that advanced stat. <laughs> My math oh. isn't that uh, developed. <laughs> uh, give me like another week and I'll think of a sweet fucking name for it. But I, I love that. Spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. Trust me, your confidence will be blooming like the flowers this upcoming spring. Time to clear out that winter bush and join the other 4 million men who trust Manscaped. Use code SGP to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Manscaped are the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing performance package 4.0. Inside this ball care bundle, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver ball deodorant, Crop Reviver toner, Performance Boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is a pube assassin that is waterproof and equipped with an LED light, so you bet it's a major key to the new shower routine. 
This elite trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. Although your balls might look like punching bags, don't treat them like one and benefit from their proprietary skin-safe technology. Have you ever met someone who finds nose hairs attractive? The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose and ear holes. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial, so your balls stop sticking to your leg. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, spray-on toner for your balls, which will keep you smelling fresh down there, just like spring flowers. Complete your grooming game this spring with a new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and will have you smelling like royalty. If you purchase now, you will receive two free gifts, the Performance Boxer Briefs and Shed Travel Bag. Smell and feel good this spring. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with just one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, race, win. Uh, okay, moving down to the 8 p.m. slot again. We got the Vegas Golden Knights against the Winnipeg Jets. Game itself is in cold-ass, miserable, ugly, lame, shitty Winnipeg. Uh, <laughs> Vegas on the money line is paid out minus 110. Jets on the money line minus 110 as well. Over-under sitting at 6. Both over-under paying minus 110. Essentially a pick them any way you look at it here. Fuck, man, I don't know. Like... Vegas has been kind of shit lately. Winnipeg has been kind of a letdown this year altogether. So what do you do? Do you pick the team that's been shit for like two, three weeks? Do you pick the team that's been shit all fucking season? You take the under here. I don't know. Maybe the under six. Although the way that Connor Hellebuck and Lauren Brassois has been playing lately, that's not even a fair bet. I And you know what? Fuck it. Give me the Jets. I like the Jets here. You'd like to think that uh, Vegas would be answering after that Buffalo game, but I just don't see it happening, man. Give me the Jets. I think you, you got to go with the Jets here. I mean, I'm kind of surprised to pick them based on how poor Vegas has been playing. And now uh, Robin Lanner's out. Uh, Riley Smith's on the IR. Pacioretty's questionable. Alec Martinez still out. Uh, they have been the same team since they put Mark Stone on the IR. I mean, they've they've lost, what, four in a row. And, and Winnipeg here, they're at home where they're a much better team. They're 15, 11, and 2. Vegas kind of the same team away as at home, 16, 12, and 1 on the road. But they just haven't been the same team recently. Uh, Winnipeg's won three of their past four with their only loss being on the second half of a back-to-back on Long Island. 
So I, I like Winnipeg here. I'm, I'm surprised they're not bigger favorites. I would even consider them possibly on the puck line to get the value. They're probably plus 200 or higher there just, just to get that because Vegas has lost three straight by by two or more goals to Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and Columbus. I mean, it did not look good against Columbus. Columbus should not have won that game. So, yeah, you got to go with Winnipeg here in a pick em. And, yeah, I, I would take the over. Hellebuck is not playing well in his past 10 games. is at 89 save percentage. Given up, what's that, 37 goals. Persaud, Persaud, 894 save percentage in his last 10 games. Given up 30 goals. So look for Winnipeg here to win in, in a high-scoring game. Right. Even though I have uh, Vegas for one of my teams in our Stanley Cup draft, I'm still hoping they miss the playoffs. It'll be too <laughs> funny to see them miss out after going all in on Jack Eichel, trusting Lanner or Fleury, and shelving Stone and Martinez for the regular season because they can't afford them. <laughs> Uh, they have been hit by legit injuries, and it's definitely costing them. Um, they're missing Leonard, obviously, as their defense is doing them no favors at all. Logan Thompson is not a serious NHL goalie, and uh, Laurent Persuade is barely one. They also can't score like they used to. They've only scored three-plus goals in three of the last ten games, and they've played a lot of bad teams that stretch. Uh, Pacioretty being in and out hasn't helped, and now Riley Smith is on IR, so... Yeah, on the other hand, uh, the Jets are playing a lot better, like the club that are actually desperate to make the playoffs. Um, in the past month, they're sixth best in terms of expected goals. They're still bad defensively, which is why I'll probably join you guys on the uh, on the over. Um, but without Vegas' weaponry going, uh, I'll ride with the Jets here. And like, uh, what do we need? What do we need for the over here? Five to two. Is my math good there? Yeah. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's, that's bigger than six. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, we're done at the 8.30 p.m. slot. We got the Boston Bruins against the Chicago Blackhawks. Game itself was in Chicago. Uh, this was 2012. This would have been the best game on the slate, but it's not. Bruins on the money line is paying off minus 175. Chicago money line plus 155. Bruins on the puck line sitting at plus 150. Uh, over under sitting at six. Over paying off plus 100. The under minus 120. Uh, Jolie, back to you here, bud. What do you got? Oh, Bruins are molding into form. And a lot of that has to do with the rookie goalie, Jeremy Swayman, who is playing like one of the better goalies in the league right now. Uh, we said all season that the Bruins' stats are excellent. There are a few teams above them, 5-on-5, five five, but their goalies let in so many bad goals, it, it doesn't matter how good they play. Uh, now they seem to have a legit one and are playing for them. In the past month, they are by far the best team in terms of expected goals against and seventh best in terms of Corsi 4 percentage. Uh, but unfortunately, it will be Olmark and Nett, and they are on a back-to-back with uh, the Wild on Wednesday, but... I'm thinking they want to get this road trip started on the right foot. So give me the Bruins. I know the Blackhawks have been playing better lately, but uh, that just gives us a much better number on Boston. It's only minus 175. I think that's wild. Give me him. Give me them Bs, anything less than minus 200, and give me them on the puck line as well. I'm with you there on the money line, but I, I can't trust this Bruins team on the puck line or in regulation even. They, they've screwed me too many times. It'll happen. Into, it's due. It's due. Going into overtime. <laughs> I mean, they did get a late goal against Arizona to pull that out in regulation. So, so maybe, but yeah, minus one seventy-five. I feel like is is even not not a bad price at all for for Boston. They've been playing playing very well recently. Uh, one, two straight for the past five, nine of their past eleven. One of those losses was on the second half of a back-to-back in Anaheim. That was a one-goal loss. Uh, the second best expected goals for percentage in the past ten games. Chicago has the eighth worst. Boston won four-three at home against Chicago on Thursday. I feel like it's going to be a a similar game here with Boston winning. Allmark does kind of give me some pause there. So maybe maybe look to the over six at plus 100. But I, I like Boston here. 
And I like the first period over one and a half as well. It hit in the last meeting last week, and they're both uh, seven and three in the past 10 games for the first period over one and a half. So give me Boston and give me the first period over one and a half. You spin the roulette wheel long enough, uh, eventually we'll get the right side. <laughs> Just keep spinning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. All right. Um. Yeah, man, you... Uh... You got to go Boston here. Uh, Boston regulation is my actual play that I love the most. It's paying off minus 115. Um, you know what? There's a there's a funny little thing going on in the world, and it's uh, whenever the Leafs are playing like shit and the fucking sky is falling, it's just smooth sailing and perfect in fucking Boston. It's been like that for the past 15 fucking years. Sure enough, sky is falling in Toronto, and sure enough, the Bruins are what, like 7-3 and three in their last 10 or something crazy like that. So Boston's going to go on a heater here. This is when they come back. They're already gaining on the fucking Leafs in the standings. They're going to just pump ahead. We can't have nice things in Toronto. And that's just how it's been with Boston. This is a pretty biased take here. But the Bruins are going to beat the fucking wheels off Chicago. Bruins are going to go on a fucking heater for the next, like, week or so. And uh, they're probably going to end up fucking securing a playoff spot that's not even a wild card spot. They're going to clear secure one of the three spots in uh, in the fucking, what division am I in? I can't remember. Atlantic. There you go. Uh, yeah, man, give me Boston this game in regulation minus 115. I don't love Boston puck line. I'm with you, though, Ryan. This is the team that I, when it comes to playing shitty teams, they don't win by two every time. And I think the last time they played Chicago, it was like, what, like 5-4 or something like that? It was a one-goal game. So, no, mm-hmm. no, no. No, no, no on the puck line. But yes, yes, yes on Bruins in regulation. <laughs> you know, a team they're going to knock out of that division. That the Leafs are going to become oh, a wild-card team. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be fucking just fantastic, Joel. Thanks for reminding me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving down to the 9 p.m. slot. We got the Detroit Red Wings against the Edmonton Oilers. Game itself is in Edmonton. Uh, Detroit on the money line is paying off plus 245. Edmonton on the money line, minus 290. Uh, Oilers on the puck line, sitting at minus 120. Over-under, sitting at 6.5. Over paying off plus 100. The under, minus 120. Uh, Ryan, take it away here, dude. What are you thinking? Boys, Edmonton's looking good again. They just beat uh, the Lightning 4-1. Uh, one empty netter in there. But, yeah, it was, it was a good game against the Lightning. Uh, they beat the Capitals. And and here, I mean, you have you have the Red Wings. You have the road Red Wings. They're 8-16-3 on the road. Uh, Edmonton's 16-12 at home. So, yeah, you have to go with Edmonton here. Uh, I like the puck line here at minus 120. The, the money line minus 290 really doesn't much, have much value. Detroit has lost five straight games and seven of their past eight. Uh, four of those of the five straight were by two goals. Six of the seven of the past eight were by two goals or more. And 11 of their, twas- 11 of their last 12 losses overall have been by at least two goals. So Edmonton beat uh, Tampa Bay 4-1. I feel like against against the Red Wings here, they'll be able to put up a similar number, if if not more, against Nedeljkovic or Grice, whoever starts. And Koskinen starting for the Oilers. He, he's been much better than Smith recently. He's playing with confidence, so hopefully if he gets that back after making a uh, a good win there against Tampa Bay, you can take Edmonton here on, on the puck line, minus 120, as, as they try to get back into the playoff picture. You know, how to stomp and confuse a bunch of Oilers fans. You ask them, who's the third best goalie over the past month? <laughs> In terms of expected goals allowed, Miko Koskinen is your guy. <laughs> with only the Sturkin and Kemper saving more high-quality chances. Uh, Nadalkovich, on the other hand, is the the second worst among uh, 66 qualifying goalies. So uh, not good, not good. Other ends of the spectrum there. Uh, the Wings have played a lot of good teams in that stretch, so he's got that for an excuse, I guess. But uh, still, the Wings are good. Simply getting outplayed every night. Uh, that the Flames outshot them 19 to one in the first period the other night, which is absolutely embarrassing. 
Um, I know the the line is high in the Oilers, but I can only look their way. One of the best power plays in the league versus one of the worst PKs. Give me Oilers team total of anything. They should be able to light these fuckers up. I'm right there with you, buddy. Fucking Detroit's going to get their absolute tits lit in this game. Uh, Edmonton's going to run right through him. Detroit's been playing so bad. Nedeljkovic has been playing absolutely horrible. He can't even stop himself from scoring on him. That's how bad this guy has been lately. Um, boys, what happens to a little bird? You know, it's a little cute little bird. It's There's a big fucking oil spill. Bird has oil all, all over its wings. Is it going to fly? No, it's not. It's fucked. Oilers are going to beat the shit out of the Red Wings here. Oilers on the puck line has to be the play. Edmonton stinks too. I don't give a shit. But still, they're going to win this game by like seven goals. Uh, Detroit's a tire fire, dude. Absolutely horrible. Uh, and, you know, fuck, I'll just say the over two. Who cares, you know? Let's see McDavid go off for like a hattie or something. I, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe Detroit will get one or two. But uh, I don't love 6.5. But we'll, we'll toss that one in. Uh, moving down to 10 p.m. here, we got the New Jersey Devils against the Vancouver Canucks. Game itself is in Vancouver. Uh, New <laughs> Jersey on the money lines. Nailed it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> New Jersey. I wasn't going to do it, and then they halfway through, I'm like, well, fuck, I guess we're going for it. Uh, New Jersey on the money lines, paying off plus 135. Canucks on the money line, minus 155. Vancouver on the puck line, sitting at plus 150. Over-under is at 6. Over has been paying off minus 120. The under, plus 100. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, New Jersey's been so bad on the road, but I feel like a lot of that was, like, earlier in the year when they were really struggling, you know? Like, maybe they're not as bad as they have been lately. Canucks are currently on a two-game losing streak. Their home record is decent, I guess, 13-11-4. But I don't think Bruce is going to give it to you tonight or tomorrow night. Give me the Devils on the road as a plus-135 dog on the money line. Yeah, I don't really love anything in this game here. Vancouver's lost back-to-back games, even though against good opponents, the Capitals and the Lightning. I mean, the Devils have been playing better recently, won three of their past four. Some low-scoring games there. Some uh, Maybe look to the over here. You got uh, Thatcher Demko against Nico Dawes, who has, has come into his own here with, with the Devils. Gave up one goal against Anaheim, two against Winnipeg. He's been good, good in his past three or, three or four starts there. So maybe look for a goalie game here with the under six at plus a hundred. But but I would lean, I would lean, I guess to the dog here. I don't really like either side. Yeah, the the Devils are coming together. This is a team that many of the analytics guys thought before the season would be good. That their young guys would finally all make the next step, become legit NHL stars. That Dougie Hamilton would be the missing piece in the blue line. But uh, they had some early injuries, COVID stuff and whatever else, uh, and that, that that train got derailed. But now they're getting back on the right track. Over the past month, their expected goals against is 10th best in the league, while they are fourth in expected goals for. That's even above those peasant Canadians. Uh, their goaltending has mostly been a mess, but this German kid, Nico Dawes, has actually been more solid than I gave him credit for. Uh, maybe that other German goal in Seattle is making me biased, but uh, I'm giving credit now. Uh that said, the Canucks are playing legit hockey too, and the the Devils are not a great road team. Uh, I'm really trying not to pass this game, but uh, I'll need a higher number than plus 135 to take a stab with New Jersey. So I'm just going to roll with the over. Give me goals between two improving offenses, good German goalie or not. All right, moving down to the 10.30 p.m. slide here. We got the car. I was going to make a German joke, and they would have been like, okay, I better not. Uh, <laughs> moving down to the 10.30 slide. We got the Colorado Avalanche against the L.A. Kings. Game itself is in L.A. Uh, Colorado on the money line, paid off minus 200. Kings on the money line, plus 175. Uh, Avalanche on the puck line, sitting at plus 120. Over-unders at six. Both over-under paying off, minus 110. 
Uh, Joel, take it away, bud. What do you got here? Uh, the Kings showed a lot of heart Sunday. I bet the Panthers in that one with the Kings being demolished by the Sharks the previous night, being hammered by injuries. Uh, but they stood their ground, actually outplayed the Panthers for the most part. Yeah, and they tied it late. Panthers should have won in regulation, but yeah, that happens. Uh, but this is where that nonsense ends. So, ask him to town, half the new trade acquisition, finish the job that Florida couldn't. I said earlier that Kemper is the second best goalie in terms of goals saved above expected in the last month. So, he's, he's turned into the real deal. Finally, now, not that we'll need him anyway. Uh, the Avs are going to dominate. Keep it in their end. Give me the motherfucking regulation line. We won't need OT. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> I actually lean the other way here. I think like it's a Kings plus one seventy five at home is kind of a kind of a big 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 price for them as dogs. I mean they're a lot better this season than I thought. I mean I did not realize they are, they're already up to second in the Pacific and and pretty pretty handily as well. They're six points above Edmonton and and uh, Vegas there and and they're at home here. They they did have those two tough losses against San Jose, but you said that they bounced back against the Panthers in a back to back. Colorado is still dealing with. Those injuries, they they had they got the one win in Calgary, got outshot 46-32 despite uh, shutting them out. But Gerard out, uh, Landis Gog out. I'm not sure if Manson's gonna be able to play yet, but still, but it, it is tough with the Kings. I mean, they got Dowdy out, Dustin Brown out, Anthony Cu, Arvidsson. They're missing a lot of pieces. Keep so going, not, Brandon Lemieux, so, <laughs> Mike Anderson, Sean Walker, Alex Sutter, <laughs> Twice Beyond Foot, Matt Roy. Yeah, so so I would lean. I can't lay minus two hundred. Maybe, maybe look at regulation, like Joel said, or the puck line at plus one twenty. But st- strictly money line, I would I would take the Kings at plus one seventy five or higher. Uh, I'm looking to the under though here. You got Darcy Kemper. You mean you said it? He's been one of the best goalies recently in his past ten games. He's given up twenty goals, nine four four save percentage. Kings should be able to control some of the play at home. You know, keep it kind of low scoring. They've played uh, four unders in their past five games, including three two against Florida, who's a good offense like Colorado is. So my best play here is the under six at minus one ten, but I would lean to the underdog Kings at home at plus one seventy five. This guy is playing both sides. I know you can't just do that. Give me a, <laughs> a Colorado regulation for the, the money line. Uh... <laughs> Give me the kicks. Uh, I'm on the Kings. Okay, okay. There you go. I'm uh, I'm with a little bit of what you both said there. I, I like Colorado on regulation here. I'm with you. I think they just absolutely beat the fucking wheels off an injured, uh, struggling, not I shouldn't say struggling, but an injured LA team. Uh, I do love that under, though, at minus 110. Even with all of LA's kind of, you know, missed players and stuff here, uh, they're actually first in the league for uh, shots on goal allowed. So, you know, they're allowing the least amount of shots out of every team in the league. Uh, with that being said, Colorado's still pretty fucking good, right? So I can see Colorado winning the game. Uh, I'll take the under here, man, whether it's, you know, Peterson or Jonathan Quick in that. Quick's been having a little resurgence. Love watching that guy play, too. He's still making those big saves like he used to. So, uh, yeah, I love the under, and I love Colorado in regulation here. Uh, moving down to 10.30 p.m., we got the Florida Panthers against the San Jose Sharks. Game itself is in San Jose. Uh, Florida on the money line is paying off minus 240. San Jose on the money line plus 200. Uh, Panthers on the puck line sitting at plus 105. Uh, Over-under has been at 6.5. Over paying off minus 110. The under minus 110 as well here. Boys, we've... Uh, well, I was going to say, who's? do we know who's going to start here for San Jose? Uh, I think Reimer is possible, probable, they said. Okay, okay, because that helps. Because like, we talked about a lot of, you know, math and stuff on this show, right? So <laughs> may- maybe this is a nerd show. Because if, if, if this is a nerd show and Reimer's going to start, 
I'll take the little fucking nerd boy. I'll take the little nerd boy walking to school and shit with a little calculator, you know, never doing any drugs or doing anything fun. I'll take that little fucking nerd, all right? Give me the fucking Sharks as a fucking home dog, plus 200 against the Panthers. Uh, Panthers have been on a, what, three-game road streak. They've been doing the California trip here. I don't know. They just trimmed up the Kings, so that kind of sucks. Five nothing, but... Give me that. And, uh, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take a flyer on the under here, man. I think 6.5 is a big number. Obviously, Florida's a fire or a powerhouse. They can score goals and shit. But if my boy Optimus Rhyme is going to be playing and playing well, I'll take the under minus 110. Uh, first of all, here, I'm going to be looking at some uh, Florida Panthers shots on goal props. They average nearly 37 shots a game. The Sharks give up 33 shots a game. So look for Barkov, Ekblad, uh, Sam Reinhart, Sam Bennett, just, I'll throw some in the Slack group. Go to uh, sg.pn Slack to see those on Tuesday evening. Um, you got to lean to the Panthers here. I mean, they had a tough loss against the Kings in a shootout. Probably should have won that one. Uh, had, had a day off going down to San Jose. San Jose flying high after back-to-back wins over their rival. I feel like have a, have a letdown game here. I mean, it's not much of a letdown game when they're plus 200 underdogs, but I'll take Florida on the puck line here at plus 105. I mean, they had a they beat the Flyers 6-3, beat Pittsburgh by one, beat Buffalo 6-1, despite not playing too well. So they're they're capable of scoring goals against bad teams. So I, I would look to Florida on the puck line at plus 105. Also like the over here at 6.5, uh, minus 110. Uh, it was a 5-4 game in overtime back in January between these two teams. Uh, the Panthers had 50 shots on goal in that one. So I don't really think it matters <laughs> who who starts for the Sharks, even if it's Reimer coming off an injury or Hill or Salchenko, whoever it is. I like the Panthers here on the puck line and the over. Yeah, cocky fucking Sharks. Hey, oh, look at us. We just beat the Kings twice in a row. Just going back <laughs> into town with all that swag. And, uh, yeah, we can beat the Panthers. It's not happening. The Panthers are going to roll here. Uh they couldn't do it against the Kings, but uh, the, the Sharks aren't as good, even with their uh, little healthier. You know, they have been playing a lot better. Give them credit since uh, Eric Carlson came back. Uh, goaltending's been a little better, too, with the, the saw in that he's been fighting hard. <laughs> um, but still, I'm sure they'll be glad to get the, what do you call him, Optimus Rhyme? Yeah, yeah, I, that was I his nickname. I, I I've heard that, hear before. that before. At least I haven't heard the, He the used saw. to have Optimus Prime on his, on his mask when he was in Toronto, man. <laughs> Cool. Well, that's great, but uh, the Sharks are going to kick his ass and put him in a locker. <laughs> or the Panthers are. What did I say? The Sharks? Panthers going to put him in a locker. They're going to send him back to where are all those fucking Transformer people from? What's that planet? Damn it. I don't know. It'd be funny if I remember. If you know the joke, then just laugh and pretend like I said it. <laughs> Whatever that planet's from. I don't know. Uh, get on the AllSpark and get the fuck out of here. We're brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is here, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself, like Zach from California, who purchased a Tennessee championship ticket on PropSwap at 40-1 to 1 odds, while the sportsbooks are only offering 25-1 to 1 odds. Now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are high and cash out on PropSwap when the tourney starts. Cinderella stories happen every year, so don't miss your shot. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. 
PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. Make sure you download the SGPN app. It's now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Moving out of the Wednesday slate, boys. We got uh, we got four games on the docket here. At the time of recording, we do not have odds. We'll do the same thing we always do. We'll, uh, we'll take a little run through, see if there's anything we're looking out for. Uh, kicking things off at the 7.30 p.m. slot, we got the Boston Bruins against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, game's at 7.30. Ryan, what do you got here, bud? Yeah, Joel hyped them up earlier. You're going to have the uh, sway man here starting for Boston on the back-to-back. They're 4-3-0 on no days rest, so they, they've, been, they've been okay on the second half of a back-to-back. Uh, Minnesota has been giving up a lot of goals recently. Lost 6-2 to Nashville, 3-2 to Columbus, but at a 6-5 game to Detroit. Had a lot of overs, uh, six in their past seven games. But, you know, Boston plays kind of a closer game, a tight-checking game here. You, you could see that in Minnesota. I would I, I would lean to Boston here depending what happens on Tuesday night with them. But I feel like with Swayman and that, you have to go that way either way just because Minnesota hasn't got good goaltending from Kakinen or Talbot in the past 10 games recently. So look look to Boston here on the road. I've got the uh, those goalie stats pulled up here. Uh, and in terms of expected goals against, there's uh, three teams make up seven seven of the bottom t- uh, goalies. So two goalies from each of these three teams are in the bottom seven. There's only one guy <laughs> from another team who's not in the bottom seven, which is John Gibson, who's the worst. Uh, but yeah, both the, the wild goalies are on there, Cam Talbot and Kapokakinen. Uh, they're playing horribly. I guess their defense isn't helping them out there. I mean, uh, I mean, it can't just be a coincidence, right? That the, the same goalies in each team are just playing terribly. Uh, something going on in these locker rooms. I don't know, but of course, the Bruins are a much better team. The Sway Man, I like how you uh, used his name there. <laughs> um, he's going to show up for this one. He's going to show these uh, these these idiots how to play goalie. Uh, the rookie, the rookie Sway Man, uh, all over the Bruins here, of course. Yeah, I'm right there with you, boys. Like I said earlier, when the when the sky's falling in Toronto, it's smooth sailing in Boston. So Bruins are going to go two and zero in this back to back. It's going to be absolutely incredible. They're going to be loving it. Um, what I do like the most here, and I'm going to hammer this fucking bet. I love it. Give me the Bruins to win the opening faceoff. Bruins are tied for third in the league when it comes to faceoff percentages of 53.5 percent, and uh, Minnesota is in 30th at 47.1 percent. Give me the fucking Bruins to win the opening draw. Mortgage the house, baby. That's the fucking play right there. Did you win the last one? I didn't check. No, no, I lost the last <laughs> one. <Wow>. You're 0-2. <laughs> yeah. I'm 0-2. I am. Uh, <laughs> but it's good. It's, uh, the tide's going to turn, yo. Just you wait. Um, <laughs> um, so that roulette wheel. <laughs> just keep betting black baby mm-hmm. um so moving down to the 7 30 p.m slot again here we got the columbus blue jackets against the ottawa senators game itself is in ottawa uh i don't know like columbus right that's kind of got to be the place but although you know what 
I'll get a little pesky here, all right? There ain't going to be no cannons. It's going to be pesk. Sens got fucking absolutely let down tonight. But, dude, they put up 46 shots or whatever. Like, yeah, they're playing an absolute terrible Arizona team. But still, man, like this is a team that can get offense. So I guess they put up 43 shots. But still, yeah, I'll, I'll take a flyer out on the Sunnies here, man. Hopefully they get some better goaltending. Uh, I think I'm still going with the Jackets here. They, they, they beat Vegas at home. That they, they beat Minnesota at home. They're going on the road where they haven't been as good. But, I mean, Ottawa couldn't even beat the Coyotes despite outshooting them 43-15 to, to 15 there. <laughs> so Ottawa's lost, uh, what's that, seven of the past nine games. They only beat the Kraken and the Blues. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Blue Jackets on the road here. Ah, uh, yeah, Blue Jackets should be short favorites here. Uh, so you got to take the dog in a matchup like this. You like the Sens as a dog. Fuck uh, yes, Joel. Right, Columbus just came off beating the Knights. They're 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 like the Sharks. They're flying high, and uh, they're going to be brought down to earth by the the politicians of Ottawa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to butcher them. I don't I don't know. Uh, give me the over here, Columbus. You know, there's goals. Uh, maybe the uh, these lines are always going up with these Ottawa games. Uh, so I think earlier is better to bet the over. It'd probably be over six most places. Get a bet up to six and a half. So yeah, over and the stands. All right, moving down to the 10 p.m. slot here. We got the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Seattle Kraken. Game itself is in Seattle. Uh, I don't know, I'm sure I'd like to think we're all on the same page here. Like, Tampa Bay is just gonna beat the fucking wheels off Seattle here. The only realistic play to make some money, probably like Tampa puck line, maybe Tampa team total. I don't know. Is this an over game, an under game? You like to think over, like Tampa might be able to hit the over on their own. I haven't really watched much of Seattle. I don't know how well Krubauer is playing. You know, maybe he's playing good and lights out, and it's just, you know the team just sucks. But either way, I'm taking Tampa every way possible in this game. I mean, Tampa here, I'm seeing early odds of Tampa minus 230, Kraken plus 185. So that'll probably go higher by puck drop with Tampa up to probably minus 300. Just And just, just fade the Kraken here, even though they're at home. I mean, Tampa Bay is just, just a much better team. They're, they're, they're in the mix there, trying to get to the top of the Atlantic, even though Florida's uh, four points ahead of them. So every every point matters there for the Lightning. They're, they're going to go into into Seattle, not take them too lightly and uh, and get the win. So take them... Probably on the puck line, maybe take Tampa Bay. Uh, team total as well against Grubauer. This guy's holding out on us. He's got odds, and he won't share them. Oh, my goodness. What's this? <laughs> it's fucking Bet Creek, buddy. He's on fucking Shit's <laughs> Creek. <laughs> yeah. Philly books. A secret bookie. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Lightning there, they had a really, really bad time in this road trip. Uh, even that win over the Canucks the other night, they, they started well, but then they kind of... Uh, War down, of course, they're on a back-to-back. Uh, for this game, though, I think that they're just uh, they're going to roll over the Kraken here. Seems like, uh, yeah, this is the first game for the Kraken in a while, um, coming off that long road trip. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like the veteran Lightning here to uh, to win this one comfortably, maybe in a puck line or maybe in a parlay with the, t- with the game we'll talk about next. What a fucking segue there, bro. I love that. Yeah, Seattle stinks. They're smelly cracks. That's all you're going to smell in that game. Uh, <laughs> move down to the 10 p.m. slot. Finishing things off, we got the New Jersey Devils against the Calgary Flames here. Game itself is in Calgary. Jolie, bring us home here, bud. Well, it's uh, the Lightning Flames parlay. Easiest look on the board. Maybe it's totally square, totally public, but whatever. I'm going to do it. Uh, I just don't see how either team loses. The Devils, of course, playing the Canucks. In the other game, so uh, 
it'll be probably Nico Dawes in the first one. Then we'll get uh, whatever other dirtbag is playing in this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know they don't have two good goalies. Like, I'll give Nico Dawes some credit. I know they don't have two good ones. So one of them is going over. So hopefully it goes over in that one and the Flames light them up in this one. That, that's my prediction. Uh, and uh, hopefully the, the, the starting goalies uh, uh, lead to that prediction coming true. You gotta go with the flames. I like the look of the uh, the flames lightning. Uh, a parlay there. I am seeing early odds on an odds comparison site that I do not want to advertise. Uh, minus two ninety for the flames, plus two thirty for the devils. So I mean, yeah, that's that's what you're about to expect here. So yeah, parlay them. Uh, devils are two seven and two on no days rest this season. And like Joel said, they only have one decent or good goalie right now. So flames going to be all over them. You didn't have a problem uh, mentioning Fox Bet and Shit Creek and all the other ones before. (laughs) (laughs) You give them the advertising. That's true. All right, gentlemen. Where does the devil live? I knew you were going to do this. I fucking knew it. (laughs) No, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not doing that. Don't worry. Fuck that, dude. You got to take the flames here. I'm not just giving money away like that. That's absolutely horrible. Flames are going to beat the fucking wheels off the team. This team is first in the fucking Pacific. Uh, They're absolutely turning heads. They got everything you need. They got goaltending. They got offense. They got strong defense. They got great coaching. Uh, A pretty killer fan base, too. Uh, yeah, man, fucking Calgary at home, 18, five and five record. doesn't matter what stupid thing we could say. There's no way that you could not take Calgary in this game. Uh, puck line team total. That's probably the only way you're going to make some money, but yeah, we're in on the flames, baby. Let's fucking go here. Yeah. The, the devil's trapped in hell, right? And the flames are in hell. So it's, it, it could work both ways. They're trapped in the flames. That's right. I like that, yeah. I like that buddy. I like that. There you go. Uh, all right, boys, that covers up our slates here for the Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll move down to their immortal locks, dogs, and totals. Uh, Jolie Reed, why don't you read off where we all currently stand here, bud? Well, uh, sound the funeral bells because, uh, we're all in the black. We're all dead. We're all under the earth. Uh, Talon's at minus (laughs) 8.24. He's going up. He's going up, Ryan. He's going up as well. Minus 19.38. But I am... I am in the earth, minus 0.24. Just, uh, We're trees, bro. Just barely Welcome. below. My, my nose is uncovered. Still still breathing, but uh, not for long. If uh, I never don't hit these fucking locks, got to hit one of them. Buddy, I love it. I'm fucking, what's that bitch in Kill Bill 2 and she's in the coffin and she's like punching her way out? That's who I am, man. I'm just a little, little fucking punching, digging my way out. Let's go. Uh, speaking of digging their way out, I'll kick things off here, boys. For my lock, I got Boston and regulation versus Chicago. Uh, regulation win for Boston versus Chicago. It's paid off minus 115. Maybe this line will move. I don't know. I get it. Boston's uh, on the first night of a back-to-back. But, dude, they're playing fucking Chicago. Come on. They got to go in there and beat the fucking wheels off them. I love it. Brad Marchand's going to do something stupid and get away with it. It's going to be a blast for everybody. Uh, Jack Edwards is going to be high as shit. Uh, for my dog, I got Arizona on the money line first Montreal. Like I said, they're only going to get 17 shots, but they're going to get seven goals, baby. Cause that's all it takes. 66% shooting percentage this, or I don't know, 33% shooting percentage. I guess this team is fucking incredible. Uh, they're absolutely not, but they're going to fuck up the Habs here. I love them as a dog at plus 135 on the road, even though it's the second night of a back to back. Uh, and then for my over under for my total, I got Pittsburgh Nashville on the under minus 115. A lot of firepower in this game. Obviously, Pittsburgh's probably the better team in playing like a two, but we got some pretty good goalies going at it here, man. So 
I will take the under at six here, minus 115. Yeah, for me, I'm going with my lock. The Oilers, minus one and a half, minus 120 at home against the Red Wings. It's been playing well recently, and the Red Wings just are not good on the road. Overall, they've lost five straight, seven of eight. Uh, 11 of their last 12 losses were by at least two goals. So I think Edmonton will just dominate there, win by at least two or three. Uh, my dog, I'm going with the Rangers puck line, plus 115. I feel like that's kind of high against the Ducks also at home. Sturkin, 16-2-2 and two at home. The Ducks, John Gibson's been horrible. Uh, gets laughs out for them. They just traded away Manson. So the Rangers are back at home. They've been scoring recently, so they'll be able to get, get that win by two. My total, uh, Dallas Stars, Toronto Maple Leafs over six at minus 105. Toronto's been giving up goals in bunches, uh, three or more in eight straight. So I see Dallas putting up three or four, but Toronto can score a few of their own. They'll put up two or three, maybe maybe four, maybe get like a high-scoring 5-4 game here. Either way, it's going over six at minus 105. For myself, keep it quick. As in regulation, minus 130 is my lock. Uh, they're going to roll over these damaged, battered Kings, put them in their place. My dog is the, the Bruins, minus one and a half at plus 150. I know I'm tempting. Uh, tempting I'm just, you know, I bet that's all the freaking time. Either Bruins, Buckline, or Bruins regulation. <laughs> they always freaking win in overtime or they win by one goal. So uh, I'm doing it again. Whatever. Let's get this uh, roulette ball on the black. And uh, blue or uh, black and yellow, I guess. Um, the total will be uh, over six in the Canadians Coyotes game at plus 100. That's definitely going to go up because who's going to be betting on these fucking goalies? Not me. Uh, I'm betting against them and I'm betting on those those damn Coyotes with their elite shooting percentage and uh, the Canadians with their expected goals against number fourth in the league over the past month. Let's fucking go. Or uh, how do you say it? Alle, alle, alle. <laughs> uh, any consensus plays here, boys? What do we got here? I love that abs and regulation, man. I'm I actually I think Ryan didn't like that, so yeah, I I, I lean the Kings. Uh, lean Dallas, the Kings Toronto, Dallas, Toronto over. I think we're all in on that, especially yeah. Dallas team total. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like uh, the under in Islanders Capitals. I feel like one of you were on that. I'm not sure if both of you. Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, I, I like Joel's Joel's over in the uh, Coyotes Habs game. I think we all like the Penguins. Yeah, we all like the Penguins. I think we all like the under there as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Good play. Winnipeg uh, against Vegas, I feel like we're all yeah, kind of yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. I like the Yeah, Orleans. I like Edmonton puck line, too. And Boston, too. Mm-hmm. And you guys have okay. them in your lock and dog. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Look at that. A lot of plays here we like. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Not too bad. <laughs> Uh, all right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. We touched on the beginning of the show. Uh, I was informed by Ryan March Madness starts tomorrow, I guess technically tonight, uh, Tuesday night at the time that you're probably listening to this. Uh, so, yeah, man, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Tons of cool events they got running on, too. You know, just fun ways to play, you know. So uh, go check it out there as well as everything else. You know, there's going to be some sweet golf going on this weekend. Uh, I don't know what's going on in the MMA world. I imagine there's shit going on. Uh, same with NBA as well. And from the sounds of it, the MLBs kind of getting their shit together, too. So uh, maybe maybe all the baseball fans will get uh, some baseball to play with there. Uh, and of course the NHL uh, but yeah of course shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack group the Slack group has been bumping lately it's an absolute blast especially the hockey channel uh, if you're not in the hockey group man get us in the hockey group it's free doesn't cost anything you know Sports Gambling Podcast Network go to the website there'll be uh, links there to get you to the Slack uh, yeah man shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group 
Yeah, we got we got uh, March Madness starting here, so we got best best time to be a sports fan. You got, you got hockey, you got basketball, you got college basketball. You do have baseball starting up, so yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff going on. We're gonna be covering it all, uh, and also Sports Gun Podcast Network is doing a merch madness. It's giving away a uh, a hoodie for every day of March Madness games. If you go to sg.pn slash merch madness, uh, yeah, you can enter there, leave a review for for one of the podcasts, all the podcasts, whatever you want to do. And you, you get entries to win a win a pretty sweet hoodie. So definitely do that, and make sure you uh, subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast as well. If you have Apple Podcasts, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey. For Spotify, it's sg.pn slash hockey s. And uh, leave us a five-star rating and review so we have something to uh, read next show and feel good about ourselves. All right, everybody. Uh, my name is Tom. Oh, Cybertron. That's the fucking name of the planet for Transformers. <laughs> that just came to me fucking right. Cybertron. Uh, yeah. Uh, my name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer. You'll find me getting Talon to share that German joke he's too afraid to share on the record. <laughs> come, come join me on Cybertron. We'll talk about it there, bud. <laughs> <All right. laughs>